Well, amen. And I hope I don't sound too redundant every time I come up here, but I truly do mean it's a blessing to have an opportunity to preach. It's especially standing in the pulpit while pastor's away. You know, that's that's uh, takes a lot of guts to, to say, hey, you want the pulpit when I'm not here? No, that's, so, no. <laughs> uh, if you go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Psalm 73, Psalm 73, this is a passage that has meant a lot to me throughout the years, especially during my time at Heartland. Uh, Lord really used it to work on my life. I know even during my during graduation conference, during the uh, undergrad, when I graduated undergrad, had the opportunity just to share with those there at the graduation meeting to say, this, this is what God has taught me during my time at Heartland. And just being able to, to narrow down, nail down, give them three things and say, hey, this is what the Lord has really worked on me. And we'll, we'll get to that at the end of the message. But it's, I hope that the Lord can use this message in the similar fashion tonight. I mean, he's promises in his word that his word doesn't return void. So let's go ahead and begin reading Psalm 73. We're going to go over the whole psalm, but we're going to only read about half of it at the beginning, at the outset. So let's go ahead and begin reading verse 1. It says, Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But... As for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment." Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore His people return hither. And waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, how doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. We're going to go ahead and stop right there. And we'll get to the rest in a little bit. But you think back a few weeks, maybe about a month or so ago, Pastor finished up a series in hard things, hard sayings. We, he went through and took passages out of the Bible that, that people really get messed up or confused about. When really they're, they're, they're simple. The The confusing part about those passages wasn't necessarily what they meant, but rather accomplishing those hard sayings or doing them. You know, it's, it's not a hard saying to, to tithe, but it's, sometimes it's hard to do. You know, we, we can sometimes approach the Word of God with a knowledge of what God says, 
but a hard time living it. We, we know, hey, you know, God asks of me just a little bit of what He's given me. When you think about tithing, for example, just, just a little bit of what He has given me. But, God, I've got these bills, and I, I want to put some towards savings. We know that God says, I'll provide for you, just give it. But sometimes it's, you know, it doesn't make sense to give money to, for God to, you know. It, or, or God's, we know in God's word that he says, if you're going to be the greatest of all, you will be servant of all. That, that doesn't make sense. How are you going to be a leader by serving everyone? By allowing people to, to step on you and doing the, the, the lowest of the jobs. There are things that when we approach the Word of God, we, we can look at them and we say, yes, that's true. But living it, sometimes it's hard. Or, or being able to you know, put our thumb and say, see, this is, this is where it's true. Oftentimes we can look around us and, and at the world around us and we say, no, they're not doing it. And they seem to be okay. And that's really where Asaph was. Asaph was the author of this psalm. And, and he was looking at the world around him. And he saw that he knows that God had told the children of Israel. He knew that God had showed the children of Israel how to live for him. And God had told them, if, if you serve me, if you follow me, I will bless you. And if you don't, I will curse you. It's simple enough, when he, even thinking all the way back to, the, to Mount Sinai. Blessing, I will bless you. And cursing, I will curse you. God said, follow me. But Asaph began to look around and to see what looked like prosperity for those that didn't serve him. And for those that did serve him, experiencing difficulty and hardships and struggles. He... He began to see and to, to look that, that they, the wicked, those that did contrary to God's word, were the ones that were prosperous. Now, that's not like, I, I, I was thinking in my mind, that I don't, the, the illustration, it's not prosperity of, of Mr. Potter and, and you know, it's a wonderful life. He's all rich and wealthy, but he's sick and dying. No, that's prosperity like health and wealth. Like they're doing good. They're doing really well. Those that are wicked and those that despise God's word, they prosper every day. That he looked and he saw that through their lives that they were strong and calm, even in the midst of trouble. That they had their, their wealth and they were secure in that and said, if anything goes wrong, I got money. And if anything goes wrong, I can do this. They said that he said there's no bands in their death. They're not even afraid to die. Their strength is firm. They're not in trouble as other men. They, they, they don't worry. They don't stress. Just looking out and seeing. Asaph was struggling with the thought that he knew, verse 1, he knew that God was good to his people. But then he looked at them the wicked, and compared his life to them and said, but as for me, he said, God, truly, God is good to Israel. But as for me, 
I don't see it. it. It seems like God is good to them and not to me. I mean, in, in their culture, that even then, that prosperity, the wealth and health often was seen as God's hand of blessing. And so if the wicked have health and wealth, what am I doing wrong? Asaph could say they, they have everything they want. They have everything they need. They, they speak wickedly. They do what's wrong. And there's no consequences. Do you ever, you ever feel like that? You see all the wickedness that goes around. You, you see that everything that, that people do that is contrary to God's Word. And they continue to do it. And they do it. But, you know, we're over here and we mess up once. And you feel the consequences immediately. And sometimes you wonder, kind of like Asaph, what, what about them? It, it, what about them? The, the, even the godly are, are looking at this and they say, hmm. That's, that's why Asaph says in verse 10, he says, Therefore his people, God's people, his people return hither. That even the godly, even those, those that had given their lives to God, they look and they see, you know what? These people aren't following God's word. And they seem to be doing okay. I guess it must not be that bad. Some of them even return hither. They return to that. And when they do, it says waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. Rejoice. Hey, this person has given up their religion. And they're okay. Look, they're doing better now. And everything seems to be going well for them now. You know, even Asaph admits that this was hard to see and hard to watch. And he admitted in the psalm that he was tempted to turn. That's why, verse 2, But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Verse 13, he said, Verily I, looking at his life, saying, Have I cleansed my hands in vain? Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. Innocency just means free from any quality that can injure. It's, it's, it's free from, it's, it's good for nothing. So now I've, I've cleansed my heart in vain. I've washed my hands for nothing. That when you just look around you and you see the wicked prospering and God's people just seem to always struggle... Asaph began to ask the question, what's the point? What, what is the point? If that's it, what are we doing here? You know, and Asaph knew in his heart that this questioning was wrong. He knew it was wrong. He said, if I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the, ch- the generation of thy children. He said, if I... If I say this out loud, I'm going to offend somebody. So that could either be somebody's going to get mad at me and say, no, you're wrong. Or an offense could be a stumbling block. He said, if I say this out loud, 
I might cause another one of God's children to go over this way. If I say the struggle that's in my heart, they might say, yeah, you're right. You know what? I'm going to go over here too. He says, I know it's not right and I know I can't say it out loud because I might cause somebody else to fall or I might just reap the wrath of all of those that aren't going to turn. But it hurt to just think about and to look and just to see and struggle with that thought. And you know what? We live in a similar time like that where we come in here and we know the word of God and we know what God says. But sometimes if you just get caught up looking around you, we could be tempted just to say, God, what's the point? You know, God, I I do right and I do well and I I try my best to, to live according to your word. And it just seems like the wicked continue on. It seems like those that I, I tell about you, they, they just laugh at me and they, they walk all over me. And they just go on their way and they seem to be doing better and better every day. Whereas I've got this struggle over here and, and they, they don't. No, we can be tempted that way when we get caught up using these. When we get caught up looking around us until we go back to God. That's, that's what Asaph eventually had to come to. Is that when verse 17, he says this. Well, verse 16. And when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until... I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I therein. He said, as long as I was looking around me, it almost seemed like, man, what's the point? Until he came into fellowship with God and God's Word. Then he realized, okay, there is something. This isn't in vain. This isn't pointless. That though right now, they seem to be doing fine. And though right now the wicked seem to be prospering, he says, verse 18, Surely thou didst set them in a slippery places. Thou castest them down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation as in a moment? They are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream when one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Asaph realized that when he went before God, that there, there was an end coming. That we, we even can read of it in God's revealed word that something that Asaph didn't even have at that time, but we have the book of Revelation. God had given his word to, to show that though something may not happen now, there will come a day that the wicked will be judged. And that the righteous will be redeemed, reconciled out of that. It's not a fun thought, though, sometimes to think about. That there is judgment coming for them. And Asaph gets to that, too. But he began by saying, you know, when I went into God's house, when I fellowshiped with God and with God's people, then I realized that though they do look like they're prospering now, they will reap what they sow. 
there are consequences for their actions. That it, serving God is not in vain right now. He, and he was convicted. He was convicted of his doubting. He says, thus was my heart grieved and I was pricked in my reins. Verse 22, so foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. But then that's when Asaph remembered the past, all that God had done for him, that he could look back and say that though it seems right now that I that they're prospering and and I'm struggling. You know what? God has always been good to me. You know, it, it looks like right now, just in the circumstance that I'm in, that God is good to them and God is not good to me. But you know what? God has been so good in the past. He's, he's provided for me every step of the way. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by the, my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. And afterward, receive me to glory. God had, had always provided for him. God's presence was always with him. You, you can't hold somebody's hand if they're not there. And not only that, but he said, Thou Whom have I in heaven? But thee, and there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee, that God was with him. And not only did God provide for him, not only was God present, but he protected him. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That though Asaph, when he looked around him, he saw a struggle, saw what looked like the wicked prospering. When he finally, when he realized what God's word said and what God had already done in his life, he could say, okay, it's not in vain. So where do I go from here? Well, the last two verses conclude Asaph's thoughts. He says, well, concerning the wicked, there's verse 27, for lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. That there, there is a sure end. Though they look like they're prospering now, there is a sure end for those that have rejected God and His Word. But, for Asaph, he realized God is still good to His people. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. That if, if I just remember and realize that God's word is true and that God has been good and that God has promised that he will be good, then it is good for me to draw near to God. That, that's, that's, that's where his struggle ended was when he drew near to God, when he went into the sanctuary when he communed with God and his word, that it is good for me, Asaph says, it is good for me to draw near to God. That when we live in a day and age where it looks like the wicked prosper, it is good for us to draw near to God. Because it reminds us of that though things may be hard now, or things may not be the best Hey, maybe they are great. That's awesome. But no matter what, it is good for me to draw near to God 
because it helps us to remember how God, good God is to us and helps us to see even when things aren't going well, that, that God is still good and he has promised his goodness. And how do we draw nigh to him? Number one, by daily walking with him in his word. And number two, by being here, by being in fellowship with him, being in fellowship with his people. Man, it's encouraging to come on a Sunday night and to hear all the praises. You know, to come on a Sunday night and hear what God is doing in each and every life. That God still is good to His people. It is good for me to draw near to God. And then He continues to say, I have put my trust in the Lord God. That He could look back and see the times that God had provided for Him before, and he says, if God provided for me then, he'll provide for me now, and he will provide for me then. That if he could trust him here, then he can trust him here and continue to trust him in the future. He said that it's good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God. He can trust in the God who provided for him before. And because he's drawn near to God and because he's trusted God, he can declare God's works. That I may declare all thy works. That he can praise God for all that he's done. Just as we already did in the praise time of the service. Thank God for all that he's done in our lives. But at the same time, and this is where I said it, it doesn't just end at the wicked perish, that he can declare all thy works, all of God's works, to them. That, that don't, don't forget that this, this psalm, Asaph is talking about the wicked that perish and the, the, the godly, that, that when they do live godly, there is an end for them. They're on a slippery slope. But they haven't fallen yet. That... It is good for him to... Asaph was saying, it was good for me to draw near to God and it's good for me to trust in the Lord that I may declare all thy works not only to the children of Israel, not only to say, hey, don't give up. Don't give up because God is still good. But to declare God's words, declare God's works to those that are on a slippery place. To say, hey, you look like you are prospering now. But friend, let me tell you, there is an end coming. There are consequences for your actions. And, but God has provided a way so that you don't have to fall. God has allowed us to be able to draw near to Him in His Word. And to, to come to a church and fellowship together. And He's, he's shown us time and time again that we can trust Him with everything in our lives. And we can declare those works to a lost world. That a lost city out there that thinks they're doing okay. That thinks they're alright. But really, they need a Savior. That they need Jesus to come and cleanse them from their sins. To forgive them. That we have the responsibility and the obligation, the opportunity to declare His works. That even in a time when it looks like we can look around and, and it may look like 
Everything is backwards. I know God is good to His people, but when we get in His Word, when we fellowship with His people, when we look back at all that God has already accomplished, and we realize all that He will, it is good for us to draw near to God. It is good for us to put our trust in the Lord. It's good for us to declare His works. Yes, declare His works in a praise time here and to thank God and encourage others when they're going through a hard time. We're going to be praying for each other in just a moment and praying for our missionaries. When they're going through difficulties, encourage them. Say, hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, God, God has answered my prayer request and He will yours. And declare His works to those of us who are here. But also declaring His works to those that look like they're prospering now. But, but we know that's not going to last forever. We know that, that they're on a slippery place because we have drawn nigh to God. That we can declare God's works to them. I mean, we may be out of tracks for the moment and waiting for the shipment to come in, but you don't need a little piece of paper to tell somebody about what God has done. God has given each one of you a testimony. Yes, these help. The the tracks, they help. But God has given each one of you a unique testimony where you can say, this is what God did in my life. You know, this, this is who I was before I heard about Jesus, before I heard about the true God of the Bible, I was living in, in this religion and, and it, was, it was a slavery to me. But that when I heard the truth of God's Word, or, or man, I was the most wicked person in the world and, and God saved me from that. Or even to say, as my testimony is, I grew up in church. I, I got saved as a child, but God saved me from so much that it's never too late for God to save you from what might come. That, that God has given each one of us a unique testimony to say we can take it to a lost and dying world and say, let me declare God's works to you. Let me tell you what God has done for me and what He can do for you. So when we begin to get caught up and it's easy to look around us and to say, God, things seem to be backwards. Just remember that God's word is still true. God is still good. And when we walk with him and we put our trust in him, we can declare his works to those that we fellowship with and those that need Him the most right now. That we can declare His works to those that are in that slippery place so that they can come over here and declare God's works and go back and declare God's works to them. That's why we're going to be praying about the missionaries today. Those are people who have gone to declare God's works to those that need it too. So can I encourage you, even in the times when It looks like life is backwards. I know God is good, but that's okay. 
Sometimes it looks that way. But in those times, remember, it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. That it is good to continue to walk with God, to trust Him, and declare His works. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank You so much.